0: Hello and welcome to Europhoria, the podcast all about the great, glam and garish from the history of the Eurovision Song Contest. As ever, I am Roland Bodnum and I am joined by
1: Isabel Chilman. Uh,
0: each week we look at some stories from the history of Eurovision and uh, look at some news as well and attempt to create our own Eurovision Song Contest entry. Um
1: Roland attempts to. I am not attempting anything. <laughs> you're not
0: putting your name to it?
1: Absolutely not, unless it becomes a number one smash hit, in and which case I taking all credit. I have co-writing credits to get royalties. <laughs> uh,
0: before we start, as is tradition, Isabel, would you like a lovely glass of Rioja from Spain?
1: Yay, Spanish Rioja. Um, yes, please.
0: Okay, cool. Excellent. Um <laughs> How how are those fillings? The the question that all the people want to know. How <laughs> Have those fillings Settled in
1: Yeah I'm doing alright With them now yeah. I'm getting used to the fact That my teeth shut In a different way Oh no God! Yeah. I think is... that's The biggest thing Is that your mouth Doesn't sit the same way It used to It is weird did you, have, did
0: you ever have braces
1: No never oh. I've never had any dental oh God, work never had Ever anything. Not because I've never Been to the dentist Let me just make that clear <laughs> <laughs> I have fantastic teeth That was what I, Regularly I was Regularly complimented On how brilliant we are <laughs> um, Now I've just got My dad's teeth And my dad's got Fantastic teeth oh, too wow. So I've been very blessed
0: Yeah Well, there you go. Blessed teeth.
1: Blessed teeth. He is a vicar, so maybe they were blessed. (laughs)
0: He blesses all sorts, doesn't he?
1: He Oh, yeah, he did. It's my dad, for um, you listeners out there. Get a little bit of personal Um, information My father is a vicar. He used to be in England, and now he lives in Canada with my mum. Um, And um, once, I think it's once a year... I kind of hope not more regularly, um, his church to an animal blessing service, oh. which <laughs> took place a couple of months ago um, in N- N- no, in L- L- Lanceville, sorry, in um, on Vancouver Island. And my father, I found photos on Facebook of my father blessing um, goats, ducks, a hamster <laughs> still in its cage that someone had taken oh. to the church to be blessed. I've not been baptised, which means there are animals in Canada that are going to go to heaven before I do. Oh, But I mean, that's well, just how that's how the cookie crumbles, all, I suppose. All good hamsters go to heaven. <laughs> um, the ducks are the cutest because they clearly didn't give a toss about no, what was going ducks on. Ducks don't care. They don't care. Ready? Here we go. Oh, that was a good one. You know, I talked about that nice You've bottle of red bit- wine I had a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. It's not that one. Oh, yeah. But it had one of those gold cases uh, on it, like which a, I think is a sign. The gold netting that goes like around a bottle of red wine. like a stocking on a wine. Oh, yeah, it means it's going to be very sexy <laughs> um, uh, and alluring. But I think that's a good sign.
0: Oh, okay. Like, an, I don't know what it's for. Here are. You ready? Oh, oh
1: that was, that's better than last week's. i like yeah. give that like seven out of ten, that. was 10 good. Back. Yeah, that wasn't, that last last wasn't
0: bad. Uh, and again.
1: Mm. Oh, that's nice. He's literally poured out half a bottle of wine into his cup. <laughs>
0: Isabel started this week. We're going. No, I won't have much. So I thought I'd, uh, I'd, you know, take on the burden. That's so, well um, so, uh, yes. Yeah, so, shall we? Shall we begin? Shall we? Are we starting with any other business?
1: Any other business every um, week? Do
0: we have any corrections from last week? I don't think I did anything wrong.
1: Um, not a correction. Okay. But I will deliver an apology as I was quite screechy in last week's episode. <laughs> Just listened to it. Quite high-pitched, and that was due to um, Roland being too far away from the mixer. I don't know how to use a mixer, which meant that um, he couldn't alter the sounds when I got a bit too shouty. So I'm very sorry, and I promise I will try not to screech and shout much. Um It's going hard forward.
0: though when Eurovision is so damn I get so exciting. excited.
1: So and I'm
0: sure the listeners understand. It's just we will now we're in control of the audio. Yeah. The audio is well <laughs> within my reach. If Isabel starts getting Roland screechy, is in
1: control I, of me <laughs> and my voice. Um
0: so uh any other business this is actually when we're recording this a little bit ahead of time this is actually our christmas episode so this is oh God, coming yeah. out on the 22nd merry of december christmas, uh, merry, merry christmas, christmas. everyone uh, isabel i feel a bit guilty because i didn't tell you i was going to do this i've okay. actually i've actually got you a little christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> so close your eyes hold, oh my God. hold out your hand
1: do i just one hand just
0: one hand i'm gonna put that in there
1: Uh, It's a piece of paper. Take a
0: look. Shut.
1: (laughs) Shut up. Shut (laughs) your
0: mouth happy Christmas Isabel
1: Roland Bodenham, this is too nice and too kind no, and too I, wonderful well I wanted to go
0: and I needed someone to go oh, with go I'm on tell cry. them what it is tell them what it is so
1: Roland sent me a link last week to the fact that the um, BBC presents Eurovision you decide was taking place uh, in January um, I said I couldn't afford it and so he's bought two bloody tickets for the two of us to well, go well
0: look listen uh, as as host of Britain's premier Eurovision oh podcast I thought we (laughs) we we couldn't we couldn't host it and not go to Britain decides the Eurovision don't actually she's actually crying
1: sweetest
0: thing <laughs> it's not it's not it's it selfish is. entirely I wanted oh, to go and I needed someone to go human. with it has to be me uh,
1: really doesn't it
0: It's no <laughs> <laughs> no so there we go so um, oh. we will be reporting not from there because there are oh my stri- god
1: yeah we can do a special Eurovision there about- are strict Yo,
0: BBC wait, rules about broadcasting this isn't from called Eurovision
1: this is called Europhoria
0: so uh, about um yes but we can see what we can do and we will report back from when we return from Eurovision you decide uh, on the 27th of 27th January of January Very exciting Oh my
1: goodness this is so good So there we oh, go Oh thanks mate Not at all happy what christmas a good egg. And thanks happy so christmas much. to
0: all you listeners as well and we hope you have a very fruitful and,
1: and fruity a, a fruity time <laughs> over
0: christmas um, Have a fruity
1: Christmas Have a
0: fruity Christmas oh. Um, so I think that's that's pretty uh, much it let's shall we move on to the news
1: yeah I'm gonna be so happy and proud all episode now <laughs> ready
0: dun, dun 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 dun
1: Eurovision news
0: uh, Isabel you have some news
1: yeah I do I have big news actually mm. and it's um been it's even more up to date than it was when I told you I had some news although this is I'm going out reading... in, in
0: a week and a half's time so it'll be less up to date <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to be doing it more... We're going
1: to, in the new year, we're going to try and closer. get these yeah closer to the actual... We're just
0: giving us a little bit of cushion. Go on, anyway. We're still
1: learning. Your
0: up-to-date news.
1: My very up-to-date news that will be 10 days old by the time you hear this, <laughs> listeners, um, is that Eurovision refuses to move Contest out of Ukraine despite challenges. Ooh. So... I'm sure uh, any any um, close Eurovision followers will know that actually there's been a few issues recently. So I'm just going to read from Attitude.co.uk's article that was um, published a couple of hours ago about this.
0: Thank you, <clears throat> Attitude.
1: Yes. Um, So, as we all know, whenever a country wins the Origin Song Contest, they are given the honour of hosting the competition the following year. Mm. Um, Sometimes that doesn't happen, as we've discussed in previous podcasts, and I'm sure we'll discuss again in the future. Um, But that potentially is going to happen next year, because the Ukraine are meant to be hosting it in Kiev, um, as we previously discussed. But there's been some speculation that the contest potentially will move to Russia
0: yeah, I heard. I I Which saw.
1: is crazy. Times. Yeah, that
0: would be shocking. But yeah. they, but so they're going ahead with announcing the stadium and, and things yeah. like, and the host city. Yeah, but they still could potentially just. It's all up in the air. So,
1: Yon Ola. The lovely Yon Yon, Ola, um, EBU chief and absolute dream babe, Mm
2: -hmm. um,
1: is saying there's not much to worry about right now. So, um, there have been fears that the Kiev um, and Ukrainian broadcaster NTU are struggling to meet the costs associated with the contest, which means um, they won't be able to host it. And there were some problems as well about saying that the Ukraine were going to blacklist Russia and then Mm -hmm. they wouldn't be able to come and attend and compete, which can't obviously happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But Yon Ola has um, said that over the last two weeks a lot has been done from the Ukrainian side both from the authorities and from the NTU we are fully satisfied with what we have seen and what they presented to us in the meetings Um I know there has been a lot of debate about this and a lot of speculations we've had firm and good dialogue and an open dialogue with the NTU, NTU all the way so potentially it might move but everything seems okay right now.
0: Listen, if Jan says everything's okay, I believe that everything's okay.
1: I would trust him with my life.
0: I would trust Jan. I would put my life <laughs> in his hands and say, Jan, take me. <laughs> 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 to my life. Take <laughs> Jesus Christ, there's already enough speculation. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's a very interesting, very current bit of news. And I'm sure... Very
1: current and hopefully still current <laughs> in 10 days' time when this goes live.
0: Um, uh, that's, yeah, that's very, very interesting. And again, the politics of Eurovision just proves time and time and time again, and it's still happening now, is that it, it's just so so prevalent. Yeah. Um, I have a little bit of news, um, some sadder news... Um, uh, Some people may have seen that a stalwart of the Eurovision Song Contest, uh, Esma Redzepova, uh, also known as the Queen of Romany Music, sadly passed away at the weekend. She was 73. Uh, She took part in the 2013 Eurovision Song Contest, representing uh, former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia. Um, She passed away after a short illness... Um, born in 1943 was recording for for decades during the 1970s and 80s she fostered 47 children she's a she's a good good woman she was known for her um very fancy headwear and very fancy outfits she looks fantastic so um just a little celebration of the life of the queen of romany music esma redzepova um you'll be sorely missed oh cheers. cheers so um there we go that's our news for this week i think it's a, a nice decent little mix of news even if My it's sister. not 100 percent up to date um but, i
1: mean what, who is up to date right you know who if you is? come to us
0: you know at the very least you'll have the the news Slightly from the last old 10 news. days it's fine <laughs> you just don't need to keep going on to all the different websites we just collect it all here
1: just, yeah
0: um should we should we begin our stories
1: it's story time. Oh no,
0: fuck. Oh. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: we're going to talk about our contact details.
1: Oh yeah, so we now, I mean how smooth is not it yeah. how efficient. We are on like all the social medias now and yep. have an email address, um, so if you would like to contact us about anything, if you know, um, know something extra about one of the stories we've told, if you know some news that we haven't mentioned that's exciting and um, not time to Um, like specific (laughs) because we'll say it late Um, or if you would like to join in and um, contribute a song towards the end of the show that would be a Eurovision entry that you have made yourself please do send that to us so our email address is eurofire euro euphoria podcast at gmail.com we are also on twitter which is euphoriacast at euphoriacast, and we are on instagram which is also euphoria podcast
0: so that is your ways to get in touch with us please do we want to engage with you guys we want to know what you like what you don't like um everything you know about eurovision let's share our knowledge because we can only know so much (laughs) it's difficult um, so let's move on. Let's begin the main part of the episode, which is our stories from Eurovision's past. Um, I'm going to begin uh, once more, Isabel. Um, yep. Are you ready for my story?
1: I am ready for your story.
0: Let me tell you about the Intervision Song Contest.
1: The w- 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 wait, wait, what?
0: <laughs> Let me tell you about the Intervision Song Contest. So... I'm going to take you back again. I'm going to set the scene. I'm going to take you back to the 1950s. I'm going to take you back to Europe in 1950s. Europe was effectively divided after the Second World War into four uh, states. Uh,
1: all of yours get very political very quickly. Away. They're all straight like
0: away.
1: post-World War One when the Franco <laughs> it's, ruled it's the Frank. end of the war. <laughs> yeah.
0: Britain is suffering. No, so it's... Europe's been divided between the victors of World War II, so Great Britain, France, United States, and the Soviet Union. I'm just giving a little bit of context here. Uh, And there were beginning to be the beginnings of tensions between the East and the West. Um, The Soviet Union and Stalin basically believed that an economic union with the Western states would would, uh, weaken uh, the Soviet Union's control over the Eastern Bloc, which, which they had after World War II, Um, So basically Stalin began attempting to cut ties with the West and becoming self-sufficient without the need for relying on anyone else outside of its own control. Basically build the borders up, don't let anyone in, don't let anything else in.
1: Okay, good. And again, as we mentioned quite regularly, Glad things have changed over time, <laughs> yeah. and countries no longer want to just barricade themselves in and not let outsiders into Stick them.
0: Stick their fingers oh, in the ears.
1: So glad we don't have a Stalin in the West right now. Yay! <laughs> like
0: that, uh, okay, so so the pressure and the tension began mounting at a point uh, at the geographical point where the four powers met, which is the city of Berlin. So um, there were attempts to unify the city by the West. Um, financially and economically, um, and these were blocked by the Soviets. Uh, so Stalin then made a demand for the Western forces to leave Berlin and uh, let the unification to be to happen under the control of the Soviets, which of course the West, didn't agree with
1: guys just just remind you you are listening to a A eurovision Eurovision fan podcast podcast, and not a post-world war ii (laughs) podcast it all comes it all
0: comes around in the end so basically um the soviets started having more and more control over uh eastern berlin um which is the, the part of berlin that they controlled and stronger more and more restrictions were being placed on the citizens there which meant that a lot of the young, educated citizens began uh, emigrating from east to west because they wanted a place with, that was more liberal, more mm-hmm. free, more open to learn about different things. Yep. Um, so in order to stop this from happening, Stalin began building a wall, a great wall, the best wall you've ever seen. <laughs> it was a terrible wall, it was awful. It's divided families. It was the Berlin Wall. Um, so we've
1: all heard of that. We've
0: all heard of the Berlin Wall. It was not just a physical wall, though. We've seen the images of the wall, and we've seen images of the wall being taken down. The Soviet Union actually became more and more concerned about their own citizens having access to to culture and politics from the West. Um, So what they did is, as well as the wall, they built these huge uh, television, these huge aerials that basically were uh, blocks, uh, like just signal jammers, to jam any television or radio signal coming from the West. So that people wouldn't have access to uh, culture and to music and to ideas and philosophy from the West. So, this is where the Eurovision Song Contest comes in. At the time, the Eurovision Song Contest was hugely popular. People loved it. It was a unification of Europe. It brought everyone together, as it does now. As it
1: still is. We'll
0: see how England or how the UK fares post Brexit we'll see how that does but it's it we like to think it's a unification yeah um so people started to try and uh, find ways around the jammers so people were um trying to tune in their aerials and actually risked their jobs if, if basically you were found to be tuning your tv into a western signal uh, mm-hmm. signal um, you were at risk of losing your job and being shamed publicly, and 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 it was a huge risk.
1: Well, there, there was there was secret police that used to um, watch this kind of stuff. Yep. That, where if you if you were a writer. Um, you know if you were a journalist or, or an author um, and you wrote um, for the for the west and for those more kind of relaxed ideologies if you were caught being someone that snuck that sort of material mm. over to east germany That's it. Yeah, you get, you know, you're going yeah, to vanish you're going to you're going to vanish in yeah. some way yeah. yeah
0: yeah so it was it was serious however the eurovision song contest was so popular that people would tune in and hold secret parties <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ. And (laughs) I thought we were Eurovision's number one fans. (laughs) I
0: know. People would hold secret Eurovision parties at risk of losing your job and disappearing, potentially, because... People loved Eurovision so much. Oh,
1: this warms my heart. I know. So can you much. imagine that?
0: So, we should know how privileged we are that we can watch Eurovision without the glare of a big government of Stalin, gov- of Stalin <laughs> effectively watching over us. Um, so, basically, what the Soviet Union realized is that they can build as many towers as they want, but they're not going to be able to block every single signal that comes in from uh, west to east. So, what they did instead is rather than fighting it, they decided to compete with it. So, so,
1: they created... Well, I can already say, what a bunch of bellends.
0: <laughs> so, so they created... A, there was a, there was a song festival in Poland, 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 called...
1: <laughs> there's, there's not many ways to say Poland. And
0: there's only one letter away from my own name. So <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's um
1: That's how I'm going to start saying your name. Roland, Roland, Roland. <laughs> say it three different times. Just in all the different ways. So yeah. so there was a song contest in... <laughs> Can I also... Uh, I'm just going to mention right now. Roland's middle name is Gary with three R's. <laughs> Two R's. Two R's. Three R's. <laughs> Gary. It's a very
0: exotic sounding name, actually. It's very... Very exotic, sorry, back very to different. Stalin. Anyway, just, well, we've all shared a little bit of something about ourselves <laughs> in this podcast, don't we? Um, anyway, let's talk about Stalin some more. Um, so, there was already a song, con- a song festival in that was held in Poland. And it was called the Sopot Festival, and basically, the Soviet Union decided to adopt it and to make it into their own uh, song contest for the East, for the Eastern Bloc. Um, what the soviets had to do effectively because all this culture and 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 music and art already had existed before the war went up and before this cultural divide happened they were they were controlling what what happened in a way they 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 vetted all of their uh, entrance and so uh, according to reports there was lots of Beatles imitations, but there were not many uh, Rolling Stones imitations. Um, two rock and roll. Too rock and roll. Two two rock, rock and
1: roll, man. So in a harder party. Uh,
0: so yes. So basically, this was an imitation. This was showing the citizens of the East that hey, you don't need to listen to the West for cool music because we've got our own cool music. <laughs> as long as it's been vetted and checked by us, then you guys can enjoy it. Um, so, however. This, this couldn't this even this even Sopot Festival couldn't take the crown from Eurovision people were still trying to sneak radio signals and TV signals people were, people were still having their Eurovision parties it was considered like an illicit thing to do it was uh, exciting I love it was dangerous this. it would have been amazing obviously terrifying and I'm not wishing that I was there to one. I'm not trivialising it but like that thrill yeah. of having an illicit party like that um, is quite something so this was happening, Happening. the Soviets knew they were losing the fight against Eurovision Song Contest, against Western ideals, Western music. So what they needed, they needed something drastic. They needed to take action. They needed a rebrand. <laughs> Everyone loves a rebrand. <laughs> Everyone loves a rebrand. It's gone wrong, let's just do it again with just a different name. <laughs>
1: give it a different name and change the logo slightly. No one will know, it'll be fine, it'll go
0: better. So the Sopot Festival became the intervision song contest Christ
1: almighty. it's like when you see them knock off shops that are like it's not quite kfc like there used to be one in halifax called yfc which was yorkshire fried chicken uh, or like pound store but it's it's not the pound store it's pound market top, uh, top shopping Top shop, top shopping, I'd love a top shopping. Yeah, not not quite quite the
0: same. Not quite quite the same. But can't sue us. (laughs) Can't sue us. (laughs) Don't sue us. Um, So uh, it looked, it did, it looked even more similar to Eurovision than before. Lots of glamorous outfits, big orchestra, fancy staging. It was Eurovision, but it was a slightly wonky Eurovision. (laughs) Everything was slightly askew. And actually, interestingly, um, just as a little side note, this was one of the first appearances and i i i'm assuming you'll know that the internet sensation which was uh Edward keel who was the troll oh, <Superior queda> oh my god la, la 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 yeah. la la la. La, was that
1: from intervision that
0: wasn't from, that song wasn't from intervision but one of his earlier performances he performed at the uh the intervision song <laughs> festival that's amazing little aside i was just like there's that guy love it um so yeah so one big difference, though, and this this is when we're getting into the uh, late 70s. So this is 77 that they had the InterVision rebrand. So by this point, the Eurovision Song Contest was all snazzy, all up to date. They'd dropped the um, having a panel in the studio decide, and it was public voting. And it was all done by telephone, and it was very exciting, very flash, very glam. Um, however, did they have enough telephones? Well, they did in the West. In the Soviet Union, however... Telephones were more of a, uh, well, less of a commodity. They were rarer. Mm. So, in a way to get around this, reports are that in order to vote, people at home were told that when they saw a song that they liked on the television. They didn't
1: tell them to just clap or something, did they? No, they didn't tell oh, them to. Oh, God, clap. that'd be amazing. They
0: told them to turn their lights on in their flat. And basically what happened was was that the the state energy company could track it and pick up the spikes in the uh, power spike the power spikes and then send the result to the TV station
1: this is the most <laughs> insane thing I've ever heard but it's amazing
0: because you could look out your window and if there's a song all the lights go on and you'd see you'd be like oh this one's really popular everyone really likes
1: this one that's mental it's absolutely
0: insane isn't it Um, no one's quite sure how accurate the readings were of course well yeah
1: because someone might just switch the light on because they need to go to the kitchen (laughs) Oh my god, it's dark, just so gonna dip to the bathroom. Or, or, and that's helped someone win the Intervision Song Contest. Or it's a
0: really boring song, so you go, I'll put the kettle on with this one, we'll go and go and chill out for a bit. Uh yeah, so apparently that was a way of recording recording whether people liked wow. the song or not. Also, um different to Eurovision, the, the song contest didn't actually move to, move about. Um it was always held in the same city every year. So it was uh, it was Gdansk, which was where Sopot was held in Poland uh, and so they just renamed it kept it in the same place every year it was just a competition and you see who won and then it'd be held in the same place in Poland
1: Wait, so which countries entered?
0: so it was it was um, all of the eastern bloc so Russia and Poland and Czechoslovakia, Czechoslovakia and places okay. like that the only country that could enter both Eurovision and uh, the Intervision Song Contest was Finland and actually one year Finland won the Intervision Song Contest and it was you know, it was quite something. I <laughs> oh think it's because Finland were are neutral, right? They're they're a neutral okay, party yeah. in, in the war. So they were the only country that could enter both competitions. It's, double your chances very of winning. Weird. This is very it's like yeah, it's like weird mirror world.
1: You should have known it was a knock off <laughs> shit one, but there's no <laughs> point in going for it. You
0: double your chances of winning though, don't you? <laughs> um <laughs>
1: Just feel a bit sad for everyone involved, really. Yeah,
0: it's it's, it's just knockoff. We're doing it, we're doing the same, but it's it's
1: We've knock. got a better one. Have you? You vote with your lights.
0: <laughs> so um so the issue that arose from it being it taking place in one city was towards the end of the 70s, uh 79, uh, it was 77 to 79. There was a, an uprising in the city. It was a large anti-communist trade union called Solidarity. Basically emerged uh, they emerged in the city and started fighting for more rights. In order to battle this uprising, of course, it wasn't about, uh, you know, debate and talking about it. The Polish government basically enforced martial law and prohibited large public gatherings. Which, which of course, included the Intervision Song Contest.
1: Oh, I, wait, so... <laughs> However much I'm not really that on board with the Intervision Song Contest, like, don't ban the fun stuff. It's an Come innocent on. party. Jesus Christ. It's a song contest. <laughs> it's it's nice. a bit of a giggle.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it was banned. And uh, basically, no other country uh, in the Eastern Bloc could afford or were willing to, to take on the burden that was the song contest. So the bright lights... The slightly wonky bright lights of the of the intervision song contest
1: <laughs> that varied every time a different <laughs> were, song would play yeah,
0: were were switched off oh. for good. And so, so how
1: many years was that? Did it last two?
0: Well, as an intervision song contest, yeah. three. Uh, <laughs> it had been around as SOPOT for a while before, but yeah, okay. it rebranded and then died a death. Um, so many citizens in the Eastern Bloc began turning back to Eurovision in secret and holding these illicit wonderful sounding parties um uh, this is better time. than
1: prohibition for me genuinely oh, yeah, finding out yeah, yeah. people used to host secret dangerous we could get arrested eurovision parties yeah yeah amazing
0: so uh so the war between song contests had been won eurovision was top of the pops however the cold war between the east and the west was still many years from its end so tensions were rising and the nuclear arms race was in full swing by 1982 in the same year, a young woman from Germany named Nicole performed a song on the Eurovision Song Contest called "Ein bisschen Frieden," which uh, is which translates as
1: "I'm a, a bishonfrieze."
0: <laughs> I'm a bishonfrieze. I'm a bishonfrieze. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking his dog around.
1: <laughs>
0: Close, but not quite. It translates as "a bit of peace." Uh, oh. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So the song. I mean, it's very wet, but I re- actually. Uh, from what I was researching it was quite emotional I got a little bit emotional myself so basically it includes lyrics and this is you know in the surrounding of the nuclear tensions, the nuclear arms race potential nuclear war the end of the world as we know it and the lyrics in it was a bit of peace, a bit of joy a bit of warmth, that's what I wish for, a bit of peace, a bit of sunshine for this earth on what we are living um Beautiful,
1: very not asking for much, just a little Poor bit of peace.
0: Love. Poor Nicole.
1: She's not even asking for world peace. Just yeah, a bit,
0: just a bit just of a, peace, just the
1: tiniest bit, guys. The, the song contest
0: so. aired on the twenty fourth of April, nineteen eighty two, which was the same day as the first casualty of the Falklands War. So clearly, not enough people nice. were were listening uh, to her song. It was it was quite powerful though. Like having I watched the the song, and it's it's just her on the stage with the guitar, um, the the orchestra behind her, and she's just very, very understated just singing this understated song. and and she won, she won Eurovision that hey. year. And uh, you know, for a lot of German citizens, it was seen as a sort of acknowledgement of of their voice by the rest of the world. It was really, it was a really beautiful thing. Um, so I saw an interview with Nicole, and she actually gets quite emotional. She speaks about how Germany got twelve points from Israel, and she said that you know Germany never gets many points from Israel because of the, the dark history. Yeah. Um, and it was it was it was a great thing. It was a coming together of people and a and a and a, a, a warm, beautiful song. Um. Of course, there were still tensions and everything like that. However, by the mid-1980s, Gorbachev came into power. He created dramatic reforms, much less censorship, allowing access to Western culture and ideals. And this, of course, included the Eurovision Song Contest. So,
1: as well as the Berlin Wall
0: coming down in 1989... Uh, we had the reunification of the Eurovision Song Contest.
1: So they didn't get, in East Germany, basically until the Berlin Wall came down, they didn't get Eurovision again. Uh,
0: a little or bit before. before. So Gorbachev That's came mental. in in mid eighty, I think 85. So for almost, um, for, but like, were blocks.
1: for like 40 years, they were Yeah,
0: blocks. there were huge, huge blocks. Um, That's crazy. You know, for all of those things. So, yeah, so the Berlin Wall came down in 1989, Intervision resigned to the bin of history, or so you might think. Oh, God. I get it. In 2009, <laughs> Russian leader Vladimir Putin...
1: Oh, no. He, he
0: proposed a revival of the contest to include Russia, China and Central Asia's post-Soviet republics.
1: Oh, my God. I would watch that. It would be <laughs> insane. It would be mental.
0: So... There has been little movement before, uh, little movement since that proposal in 2009. There was a there was a pledge that it would reappear...
1: It's, it's too busy riding horses and fighting <laughs> bears. is too, too much too God. much to do. To top um, us too often to Jesus sort out intervision. Uh,
0: so there was a pledge that it would reappear from the aftermath of Sochi in October 2014, so that you know they would basically use the stadiums and all those things. Oh, okay, yeah. um, however, that, that sort of failed to materialise. So. For the time being at least, we can expect that Russia will remain a key component of the Eurovision Song Contest and the Intervision Song Contest is not around and we can't (laughs) expect to see it for a a while. So yeah, that's the story of Eurovision's little heard of rival, the Intervision Song Contest. I
1: loved it. Well done. Amazing. You're dead good at this, aren't you? No, I
0: only found it last night, like late last night. I wrote it from ten p.m. till midnight.
1: What were you going to do until then? Nothing. I had No
0: idea. <laughs> I was really risking it. I had an idea. I had an idea, but that. Just I changed, changed me. my
1: idea this week. Did you? Yeah. Well. Should I t- talk about wine? Shall we do? Shall we do your story? <laughs> Should we do your story? Let's do your story. Yeah, I was initially. Um, are you
0: are you good for wine now? You said you weren't going to have very much.
1: No, no, you drink the rest of okay, that.
0: Okay, that's my challenge.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to not. Um, be ill this time of year because there's so much going on and I've got a piss poor immune system. I always get ill and there's just too much happening for me to get ill so I'm going to try, I'm just fending off everything right now.
0: Whereas I just drink through it.
1: So I was initially, I'm not going to talk about the one I was going to do because I'll probably do it another, maybe next week Mm. for a future episode. But I decided to change mine reasonably last minute um, to go, and again this won't be... Very on time, um, because this podcast is going live over a week after we record it. Mm. Um but X Factor <gasps> has been on. Yeah. I used to be a very big X Factor fan. Um, back in the Alexandra Burke days. Mm-hmm. I mean you can't get better than her. Classics. Crying a lot <laughs> while singing with Beyonce. <laughs> she did, it's she cried pretty so incredible. Much. Yeah. Um that's the same year as JLS with the infamous Merry Christmas from JB, which is still my all-time favourite TV clip. I watch it on a regular basis. Um, Those are the highs of X Factor. So I've not watched in recent years. Um, and I have not... I wasn't even aware that it was on this year. No. Because I don't have a telly
0: anymore. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I just don't, I don't mix in them circles. <laughs> who does have a
0: telly? I mean, I've got a telly, but who has a telly? <laughs>
1: and very few people.
0: Very few people.
1: Yeah, I just... I don't, I don't know. I've just not really been aware of it happening this year. Um, but... X Factor has just finished um, and the person that came second in the mm. X Factor this year was a young lady named Sarah Alto Yes. Now, Sarah Alto was born on the 2nd of May 1987 and is a Finnish pop singer songwriter and voice actress Ooh. Uh, who as I mentioned has placed second in the UK X Factor final um, this last week uh, but this isn't her first um, uh, that's the mm. word. Yeah, into fame. She has a long, long history of wow. talent show participation. Ooh,
0: oh, she's a she's a careerist.
1: She's one of them. <laughs> she's one a of them. A
0: career talent show uh, entry.
1: Oh, is she? Oh God, are we? Oh, oh my God! Okay, I didn't is know. She? Okay, okay. Right. So
0: second in X Factor. I mean, that's a good.
1: You come second. You normally have the better career anyway. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's true. One, one Direction, Direction came second. Yeah.
1: Biggest boy man in the world. Yeah. Oh my God. Rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that series as well. Actually, I did. Who won that one? Matt Cardle.
0: I, I was going to say Subo, but
1: that's a different he show.
0: He Matt Cardle. Did you see? And we're going off on a real tangent now. Did you see Steve Brick, Steve Brookstein's tweet at the, after the final?
1: No, I'm find I mean I generally you. follow his uh, bizarre behaviour. We're,
0: we're going off a tangent, but this is really worth it. <laughs>
1: did I just?
0: <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So, have you read it?
1: Um, I stopped reading it. Uh,
0: so... So, did you... So, Steve Rickstein, at, like, literally the moment that the winner was announced, tweeted, uh, Hashtag X Factor Final. Every year it's the same old crap watched by perverts, divs, gay mafia and Zionists. Can't wait till it ends. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, I'll just Please. list that again. Perverts, divs, gay mafia and Zionists.
1: He's the winner. He's the winner of the first X Factor. I don't even know where to start <laughs> with that. Perverts, divs, <laughs> divs. <laughs> Who's a, who are you calling a div, mate? Like perverts, divs, gay mafia. Gay mafia. I'd love to be part of the gay mafia. Gay mafia, if you're listening, <laughs> you'd like someone to do admin. Let us I don't in. Mind. I'll uh, give it a go.
0: And Zionists.
1: And there's obviously the Zionists involved in everything now. Hugely.
0: I mean. So he's clearly he's very, very opinionated. Anyway, sorry, we went we so off so a tangent, so so. but I it was just, I saw it and I thought, that's something. Sorry to Back to the topic on. of yeah. conversation.
1: Okay, Sarah, Sarah Alto. Um, yeah, so back to Sarah. Um, Alto has been looking for uh, a breakthrough, uh, career breakthrough, obviously, for a very I mean, long she's time. She's into X Factor, so. um, uh, In many different ways. I'm going to give you a bit of a history, okay. and I'm going to go into a, a music career. Beautiful. So, born in Finland, she has focused on music since her childhood and wrote her first song at the age of five. Oh, oh what wow. A precocious little... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> darling. <laughs> oh, mommy, I wrote my first song. At the age of Shut up, Sarah. Yeah. Um, her close relatives include painter and documentary director Eli Alto mm. and magician Simo Alto. Simo Alto. Um,
0: Magi- night- wait, wait, sorry. A magician? <laughs>
1: yeah she's got um, so, so I'm just picturing there's a magician a I'm, famous Finnish magician I'm
0: just picturing Job from <laughs> Arrested Development
2: oh my
1: god yeah it's an
0: illusion <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah alright Alto come on
1: bloody hell, right um, yeah so they're a family of fame okay
0: yeah they chase fame they like they're like. like the Brady we Bunch we like fame
1: no that's not right they're like the Jacksons yes Um. Oh, yeah in 1998, at the age of 11, she won the Kotka Maritime Festival Song mm. Contest for children with, with one of her own works. Oh, God. How twee. I, I, I really don't like this girl already. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um Oops. She represented Finland in the Golden Stag International Song Contest in Romania in 2004. Uh, and she went to a, a, basically a music school um, during that time as well. And mm. then uh, after high school, moved to Helsinki to study music education at the Sibelius Academy.
0: Sibelius, sorry.
1: <laughs> Sibelius. Glad you know it. At the same time, she also studied singing in the Helsinki Pop and Jazz Conservatory. So she is well busy. involved in, or it's basically, I think, she, you know, she's, she's had the equivalent career of, say, Billy Piper in the UK, oh, do you know what I mean? Who yeah. went to the Brit Academy, Brit Academy and yeah, done Brit all Scrum. that stuff, Sylvia Young, yeah. Dance Academy, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Same she is thing. a
0: manufactured pop star in the true sense of the word. In the from, truest from sense. From the age of the, when she could first start talking, she was learning how to write songs.
1: So to start with her music career. Okay. In 2007, she participated in Talent Swarmy, I'm okay. guessing that's the pronunciation, finishing in the top three. Good work. From 2008 to 2011, she appeared in the Helsinki City Theatre Musicals, first as Kelsey in High School Musical, oh. uh, and and its second instalment, and then in Wicked as Dorothy. So, also has a long history of talent-share participation. Okay. In her home country of Finland, she's even reached the heats to represent Finland at Eurovision. Oh. But never quite made it through to the finals. Oh, hang on. What?
0: Was she not in Eurovision?
1: (laughs) No, but you don't have to be in Eurovision to be talked about. No, sorry. I thought she was. No Oh She's tried to be oh. Five times oh. Okay But never made it through Oh So she's done Five all these times Five <laughs> times It's insane Christ. Um So Her first attempt To get into the Eurovision Song Contest Was in 2004 As part of the group Heidi Cairo and Just uh, I think it's pronounced and This is She's quite young Okay It's very 2004 oh. <laughs> Go on Very They look like a Finnish Atomic kitten Maybe Is it like cargo pants It's a girl group Oh you've got it Is it Can I nail it You've got it in (laughs) one Cargo pants Yeah it's kind of And tank tops um, yes, yes, you are correct there. With, like, dangly things hanging off them. Of course, them. yeah, yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They have... Um, I think they have quite glittery face makeup and their hair is all kind of rolled up and pinned on their head with lots yeah, of, of clips course. and things yeah. like that. There's yeah. a lot of hair gel going on, which is very popular yeah. in the early noughties. Uh, it is it's not it's not the best and there's some very flat notes in it oh, especially when God. it comes to her she looks a bit manic she's very young she's desperate for fame ooh, you can see it in her eyes ooh, can you can you? see it it's like and a... can you yeah. <laughs> okay four years later in 2008 she was a backing singer so bloody shoved to the back of the oh, room oh yeah. um, for Hannah Marsh on the track Broken Flower does that count which,
0: as one of her en- entries yeah okay okay yeah all these
1: count okay.
0: she's part of the group <laughs> okay
1: you allowed six people on stage. She was one of the six. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay,
0: cool. cool so cool, she counts.
1: Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, that that didn't get to the national finals. Damn it. Uh, that year, Finland instead selected the rock band Terra's Betoni, whose name translates as reinforced concrete. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good name for a rock band.
0: <laughs> Reinforced concrete. Uh, That's amazing.
1: Yeah, this one was a lot more this um, this this year's one that she entered with um, a lot more folky than the initial her initial attempt. Quite wet, quite forgettable. It seems
0: like she's definitely following the trends of the time though, because it did go from like grungy girl group, oh yeah, definitely. Well, it's
1: not her. Whoever the finish,
0: whoever's telling her what to do.
1: Band people are who put them forward? That's who's doing it because obviously she was just backing singer in this one.
0: Grow a spine.
1: I've lost control of him guys he's gone he's, he's gone, he's gone. That's what happens. We have to it's going to be effing the and jeffing for the rest of the podcast then the next year 2009 Alto tried again this time as the backing singer for Rika. Uh, her song Merin, did not make it to the national finals nah. either this is again a folky effort this is a bit more Cranberries-esque there's lots of ooh like kind oh, of yeah. phrases like my song last week mm, <laughs> No. Kind of.
0: Kind of though. No, no. Nope. I mean,
1: there was noises made.
0: Yeah, there were ooey ooh.
1: Also, uh, not that great a song. A bit better than the year before. Okay. still not that interested though. She's nah. only, she's not See on why a, it didn't get through to the final. She's on a
0: downward trajectory. What you would say?
1: Uh, well, not her. Just just the, that the songs. Just the ones she was chosen to be yeah. singing in. It's well, not her It's not her fault. Don't don't. Don't blame Sarah. She's just a
0: cog in the machine. Bloody
1: hell, poor girl. <laughs> by this point though, when you actually st- when you start watching all these videos, it starts becoming a bit terrifying seeing mm. her face in the back <laughs> of all these videos. It's, it feels a bit like if you watch closely, she'll be in the back of She's every Eurovision entry ever. Just always singing <laughs> with a smile on her desperate face. Desperate eyes. Just desperate for fame. Just bloody hungry. Oh, I'm, I'm here. here for that don't fame. forget me. Please don't forget me. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit creepy by yeah. that point. Um, next time round in 2011, Alto was back to being the main attraction. Oh, Alto, yeah. not a backing singer, not part of a band, just Sarah, just
0: her on her own,
1: and her song was "Blessed with Love," um, which came second in the competition, beating uh, being beaten by Paradise Oscar, which um, I don't remember. <sighs> She's so look
0: close at. that could have been the time that could have been her chance, could her moment. Have been
1: my moment <laughs> like we can't
0: just rake it this, this is perfect. not a musical oh, it is a musical my podcast i forgot
1: there's always time for martin mccutcheon there is always time okay
0: if you want to be a guest martin come on it's oh fine
1: God, i think i'd die i'm too excited uh i'm at charlotte church recently oh, we didn't talk about that we haven't podcast, talked about that
0: have you? You, you haven't even just talked about brag. that to me did I not? No, you, I heard you boasting Church. about it to someone else.
1: Yeah, gave her loads of cuddles. You gave her a hug, didn't you? Like four, Fuck. maybe five, and she kept hugging me back. She loved it.
0: You should have mentioned the podcast. I know you didn't, but you should have said, "Come on my podcast. I want you on my podcast."
1: <laughs> I was quite drunk. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. So you should have said that. That should have been oh, your first. She's really on. wonderful. You didn't get a number.
1: Look, I know how to talk to celebrities, okay? I want to push this kind of stuff. We had a moment. And that was it. It was, was very fine. beautiful. And, and maybe- if you see
0: her again, you can build on that. That's how it works.
1: You're a bit creepy. <laughs> 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 this is good. Calm down. Difficult
0: third
2: podcast. Okay, okay Calm
1: sorry. It. Okay, So. Her song was Blessed With Love, uh, which ended up second spot in the competition. And this one was a... Uh, it's quite a soft Disney type love song that maybe Belle would sing oh. about wanting to find the a beast. future love. Well, not the Beast initially; she thought it was a dick, didn't she? <laughs> but like, that's the sort of thing. Uh, yeah, it's very, very soft, mm. and uh, actually, yeah, actually, it goes very screechy at some bits. It gets very high pitched. Oh. She's got a big range. Does she? Big range. Well, I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah. She be it. She was four.
1: Long time. Mm. Um, Yeah, so it didn't win, but uh, the recording was released by a record label. um, uh, Well, oh, wait, try that again. It was released by her um, her own record label, which she set up with her then boyfriend in 2011. Her boyfriend.
0: Yeah, I'll release that for you, babe. Don't worry. Don't worry, mate. We're gonna make. Don't worry, babe. You'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kiss a kiss, yeah.
1: She also entered this, uh, entered the same song, "Blessed with Love," in the Santa Claus Season's Greeting Song Contest, uh, singing a Chinese version of it.
0: Wow, so multilingual as well. Impressive
1: she, lady. She is a
0: and talented lady. She
1: is happy to be famous in any country, basically.
0: <laughs> anywhere we should anywhere get that fame. Take her. Well, as we know now. Yeah. Pff,
1: <laughs> bloody hell! Yeah. Oh God, well, are we going to get stuck with her now? Hmm.
0: Oh. She's our problem.
1: Oh dear, fair enough. It's <laughs> is like Peter Andre all over again. Joking, I love Peter Andre. Oh, I love God. Peter Andre.
0: Peter, if you want to come on the podcast, it's fine. I used to have
1: an almost life-size poster of him on my Jesus wall when I was a child. Christ. why Next you? to my Hanson poster. You don't know, uh, how old were you? Were you going to say I'm not old enough to have a...
0: No, not, no, I'm saying like, uh, I'm assuming you were young.
1: Yeah, of, cor- of course yeah. I was. This wasn't when he was on... I'm a when celebrity This is when he released Mysterious Girl
0: but, mate. but at that age you don't understand What all the muscles and contours mean Oh I
1: didn't know about the muscles <laughs> What do you understand? I liked the song uh, Really? And he, had, and he had a fun face I he think He did have a nice I face I really fancied Hanson I genuinely really fancied Hanson
0: Well that's not surprising They're beautiful boys
1: I'm dating a boy with long hair now aren't I? <gasps> it all comes back oh! around Do you think that's my Hanson fetish? I didn't
0: know we were going to talk about that on the podcast we're Hi <laughs>
1: We, I don't
0: know what you're
1: talking about Didn't mention That's that. going in um, <laughs> In 2016 Alto competed in her final attempt With the song No Fear In a bit Nope
0: <laughs> Sorry I just tried to pour more wine into it as well So it's not happening <laughs> Nope <happened. laughs> Carry on. Uh,
1: in a bid to represent Finland at Eurovision Song Contest 2016, she placed second again. Oh, God damn
0: it. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride.
1: She's the leader of that, isn't she? she, is. Uh, she it was, this is probably her most interesting of all the songs that okay. she's been involved in. It's quite a powerful beat. She has an amazing outfit on, big mm. heels. There's these bizarre backing dancers who are like topless men that are wafting. Tablecloths around. Wow, uh, it's very intense. Yeah, I was quite into it actually. Mm. So, alongside all of her Eurovision entries, uh, Sarah also has a very successful film career. Are
0: you, I'm surprised she has time.
1: She is the Finnish dub over many Western English speaking films, oh. uh, and well, mainly animated films and TV series. This is where the voice acting yeah, yeah, including Alice in Wonderland, Brave. Rise of the Guardians, Pokemon, and Frozen. She was Anna in the Finnish version wow. of Frozen. There's also a video on YouTube of her singing the Frozen songs. <gasps> the songs of Frozen. The songs of Frozen. In 15 different languages. Oh, come on. She's just showing
0: off now. Let someone else take that job. That could She's... be 15 people jobs. <laughs> just taking other people's jobs there. That's... <laughs> Give someone else a chance, right? <laughs> Across the world. (laughs) Brexit.
1: (laughs) Post-Brexit Britain, this is... Oh, Christ, okay. Yeah, which actually, when you think about it, makes a lot of sense with that song, two songs ago that I mentioned, very Disney-esque. Yeah. She's great at that. She's great at doing the Disney thing. She's She's very good at being a Disney princess. She's a Disney princess. She is a Disney princess Mm. in human embodiment. Mm. Yeah. Um, But a fame-hungry one. (laughs)
0: Yeah, very (laughs) fame-hungry.
1: So then... In 2012, she participated in season one of The Voice of Finland. Became which place?
0: Come on, second. Second
1: place.
2: Oh my god! <laughs> oh shit!
0: Oh my god! It's her number.
1: She just can't beat that number no. two spot. She's she's good enough. So, she's, quite, she's she's quite good. Quite good. Not quite the best not quite ever. There. Not quite the
0: best. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Always
1: poor love. Go she on. She must be getting a complex so about on. this. Um, but then, this, obviously, this year, this year, just just happened so now, close. entered the X Factor UK. Um, so the rest of this, uh, a lot of my notes now, are from UK like, ma- like trashy mags, yeah. really. Yeah, that's fine. So I'm going to read some of this I'm out. Right it might that. sound a little bit... Um, pr y Yeah, a little trashy. bit trashy, but we'll read some of this out. Okay. Um, Finnish singer Sarah Alto has defied the odds to make it through to this year's X Factor final and could become the first non-Brit to win the series. She wasn't. She didn't. But never mind. Didn't happen. Sarah blew away the judges, apparently, in the first week of auditions with a rousing rendition of Sia's Chandelier, but Ah. failed to make a connection with uh, Overs judge Sharon Osbourne and was booted out of the competition at the Six Chair Challenge. Uh, the 29-year-old was then handed a lifeline, <gasps> while Nicole Scherzinger brought her back as a wild card contestant to join Sharon's judges' houses. Mrs. O was then won over by Sarah's heart-rending re- version of ABBA's The Winner Takes It All. Oh, a nice little bit little back to
0: Eurovision. Back. She, she loves course. the Eurovision. She
1: loves that competition so much. And sent her through to the live shows off the back of it. Um... But after her appearance, it aired, it emerged that Sarah is already a well-known star in her homeland, as we well know. Yep. She's been famous for a, almost as long as I've been alive, pretty much. Yes, yeah, so there was a bit of controversy in terms of people going, ah, this is a fix, she's famous already. But as X Factor bosses have said, anyone can compete, you can compete yep. whenever she wants. She's not actually, you know, she's released albums basically all off the back of her own record yeah. label yeah. and she's a very successful singer yeah. yeah but she's never quite made it big no. she's never made it to be an enough. actual star um, she's a she's a working musician mm-hmm. But wants to be a mega star. And I
0: don't think there's you know, the voice celebrates the fact that they get the you know, people from Sean
1: from Five went on it once. Sean
0: from Five went on it once and didn't get didn't get selected to go through. Oh. God bless that boy.
1: Oh love. Uh there was some slight controversy in the um in the bloody crappy rags, UK rags, um during the competition as well. Um because it came out that uh, Sarah or oh, as it says here the Helsinki born beauty <laughs> split from pop star Timu Roy Vaneen, her boyfriend of nine years in 2013 she's now engaged to a female fan Mary so her and Timu have continued performing and making music together um, but yeah apparently Mary was a was a very big f- fan of Sarah's and they ended up getting it on isn't that and they the, got isn't engaged that, on their two year anniversary in August 2016
0: isn't that the dream that everyone has being a fan and then just marrying the person you're a big fan of <laughs> yes it's kind of weird though right
1: constantly I feel that way about Gareth Reynolds <laughs> on the dollop every single day shout out
0: podcast crossover
1: basically the only reason why I agree to do this podcast is in case we get famous enough for me to meet Gareth
0: Gareth if you want to be a guest on the podcast <laughs> Martin to marry me. Martin McCutcheon Gareth Reynolds and Billy Piper was that the other one
1: that we yeah I'll take any of them <laughs> yeah, okay cool Yeah. Sarah had a rocky start to the live shows and found herself in a sing-off in the first two weeks. Uh, she landed in the bottom two again in week five after a patchy cover of Girls Aloud's Sound of the Underground, which I will say, for me, is unforgivable. You, can't. you can You cannot take on a Girls Aloud song, especially one as iconic as Sound of the Underground, mm. and do it bloody badly. Yeah,
0: right? yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm totally with you. I agree with to you. To mess with my girls. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous right now, but right? I agree with you.
1: Good. <laughs> but... She staged a stunning comeback. Uh, and Well, at the time of this article, they said, and is now set to clinch the all important record deal. She Ooh, didn't. Shame. She was, however, um, <laughs> this is maybe my favourite sentence in the entire piece. Last week, both Clean Bandits and Busted named Sarah Alto as their favourite act.
0: <laughs> oh, well done, Clean Bandits and Busted.
1: Yeah, so after a dodgy start to the live show, Sarah finally found her groove. But, uh, and apparently that was that involved wearing very ridiculous outfits and making lots of ridiculous faces. She's, you know, she's a born performer. She yeah. knows what she's doing. She's stomping about. Yeah. She's really going for it. Yeah. But um, she got in a little bit of trouble, or Brian Friedman got in a little bit of trouble on The X Factor because when they did Girls Loud, the Underground, she was dressed... Um, Basically, she was accused of appropriating, misappropriating Japanese culture. Oh,
0: yeah. That's always a dodgy one, especially right now. Uh, Did not go yeah. well. Was it really on the X Factor? Because I think, yeah. you know, appropriation of, of different cultures is obviously a hot topic. But you think the X Factor people wouldn't give a shit.
1: Plus, you can't just... they. You think they'd be smart enough to know. You can't just dress someone up as a geisha and then go, Hey, I'll sing girls aloud after you trot. It's, like, the, it's the equivalent of sense.
0: blackface, isn't it? Like, yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. She got in trouble with her. But it's not... That's not her. That is, again, like, it's... Her whole career is people telling her that this is the right thing to do. And this is... She's a... She is a pop star. She's a... I've gone wrong.
1: You've gone wrong she, again. She is who? a pop
0: star. And what pop stars are is when people tell you what to do and you go, okay, oh, yes, is, I'll do it, I'll is perform. the
1: epitome of... Uh, of being a manufactured pop star. Yeah. That's exactly what she is. She will Her perform. entire life, she has performed what people have told her to sing and how to dress yeah. and how to do it. And unfortunately, that has never Le- quite got no. her to the winning spot.
0: Second place. So
1: I presume she will, because she loves the reality stuff. I mean, I don't, I've seen a lot of her stuff. Yeah, she's a performer. I don't think she is a pop star though. I think that's why she keeps coming second. <sighs> I don't, I don't think she is going to become globally, she's not going to be Gaga. No. I think most likely... We'll see her on next year's series if I'm a celebrity get me out of here.
0: Probably. Or She'll be happy celebrity with that,
1: She'll be happy. She's on TV. Yeah. She's being a star.
0: She can sing and she can do all that and she can make a career out of that. It's not that. She is. She's fame. happily
1: making a career. She it's wants fame. that famous bit.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, sad, guys. That's the
0: story of Sarah Alto. That's Sarah
1: Alto. That's our X Factor um, number two. That's very
0: good. It's very good. I really, uh, it was really interesting. Thanks so much. A little bit off-piste. No, it was good. It was, it was like you say. It was timely. It was relevant. It was uh, really, really interesting.
1: Thank you
0: very much. Um, so, Isabel, speaking of Eurovision history, <laughs> I think it's time for my my show. You to make Eurovision history. This is our now our third song. Uh, my third song until it's a successful song. <laughs> yeah. Um, that we have written. Um, that every week we, we I, I I create a new song that hopefully, eventually, one of the songs will become a hit. So each week I uh, produce, write, record uh, a song. And Isabel um, will judge it on the traditional scoring pattern that is zero to... Do's. Points. <laughs> and um, I'm actually... Uh, After last week's slightly disappointing four four points, I'm actually quite happy with this. Again, only came to me yesterday at midday. I had a backup song um, that I'm sure I will use at some point. And then I had Inspiration on a Sunday afternoon. (laughs) And um, I'm going to play it to you now. It's a song um, called We Stood for Song.
2: (laughs) The world is made of pieces And the music makes it right Song is for me, song is for you, song is for everybody here Cause this is what I'm saying tonight We stand for right, don't stand for wrong. So stand tonight and hear my song. This is our fight, I want to lie. Let's all unite and sing along. And if tomorrow never comes We'll stand together, Arm in arm. We've done the wrong. This is our song. We took our fight, We stood for song. We stand for right, Don't stand for wrong. So stand tonight and hear my song. This is our fight, I want to lie. Let's all unite and sing along. And if tomorrow never comes We'll stand together, we've done the wrong, this is our song We took our fight, we stiff the song Instead of country versus countries Let's sing a verse for countries Use the bridges for the people To unite with other people And when we meet, let's join our hands And sing our song together Cause the people sing for us of the people of the current We stand for right, don't stand for wrong so stand tonight, and hear my song This is our fight, I want to lie let's all unite and sing along and if tomorrow never comes we'll stand together, arm in arm we done the wrong, this is our song we took our fight, we stood for song We stand for right, don't stand for wrong so stand tonight, and hear my song this is our fight, I want to lie let's all unite and sing along and if tomorrow never comes We'll stand together, arm um, in arm um. We've done the wrong, this is our song We took our fight.
0: we stood for song <laughs> We
1: stood for song Jesus, that was... <laughs> I, I hated it, and then I loved it And then it became... It started to feel like a punishment
0: I it, really, it may have
1: been like a minute too long.
0: I really enjoyed the chorus, so I just repeated it eight yeah, times.
1: Hell <laughs> it sounds a little bit like if Flight of the Concords did a Eurovision entry. The, the
0: break is very Flight of the Concords yeah. rhyming with people with people bridge. Because I talked about it was about basically here's the background to it. It's a song about the power of song.
1: Yeah, so you bridge, can't miss that.
0: I reference. I'm just going to, because the, 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 the lyrics weren't necessarily clear on the bridge. Instead of country versus country, let's sing a verse for countries.
1: Yep, yeah, i got that bit. Uh,
0: build bridges, like the bridge of a song, for people so that people can meet with people. <laughs> just, and then the bit about the chorus, people come together for chorus. I feel like it, there's a lot of songs in Eurovision about the power of song. It's a, it's a well-used um, topic. Analogy. Analogy. Uh, power the power of song. Um and I feel like I really I nailed it in that I one. think
1: it's <laughs> do you now?
0: <laughs> if I do say something. I
1: think it's workable. I think I mean I think it's workable. I think someone could take that
0: yeah. and run with it. It's an idea, it's a sketch. And it
1: could it could be alright. Because I said it opening it sounded a little bit um like you were trying to be a slightly cool. Mancunian band <sighs> then when it got into it I was like oh actually yeah, yeah no this could be a Eurovision song and then I repeated it then I wanted times. to kill myself because <laughs> it went on for far too long so with that in mind I would give it it's a
0: sketch Isabel it's a sketch
1: come on. let me work out my phone's numbers come
0: on come on come on
1: come on please, please 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 I was so happy cease six six fuck <laughs> I was
0: better having... than last week not as good as my first one i thought this no, one was better one than was... my first one no absolutely not i'm gonna this Six, one had It's a... workable this one had if a...
1: someone if you had a good producer on this if you got pharrell on this pharrell this could get up to a, a nine very quickly okay
0: but united we dance divided we fall
1: still my all-time favorite this is it
0: fuck okay yeah. okay i've got a lot to work. this one had a two-part harmony in is what i'm gonna say that is a good harmony which is why i repeated it an extra four times
1: were you quite drunk when you did this
0: i was stone cold sober. Oh,
1: maybe that's the problem. Get drunk when you next do it. See if that helps. If I get
0: drunk, I'll only produce a rap. That's how it works. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't wait for the reggae oh, number.
0: Oh my god. I haven't even have got rap. rap is coming soon. I reckon give me 3 episodes and there'll be a rap.
1: Oh, guys, mm, it's and gonna you It is so good. Roland rapping is a real treat. Oh my god,
0: I'm a really good rapper.
1: <laughs> I mean, he he raps. Yeah, we'll, we'll say yeah. that at least.
0: Yep. Um, so <laughs> there we go we've given six points to our Eurovision Song Contest this year the search goes on for our true Eurovision hit um, so thank you for listening as we said at the start of the podcast um, please do get in touch with us cast on Twitter on uh, at gmail.com on email and EurophoriaPodcast at Instagram we would love to hear from you and also, if you just want to follow us and watch what we're doing...
1: Yeah, subscribe, rate, review. You know, we're still starting this. This is our third episode, but we're having a lot of fun. Um, and at the moment, we've only got our mates saying, yeah, it's good, it was dead fun, I had a nice time listening to it. So if it is good, it'd be nice if a stranger said so.
0: Let us know, yeah, please do. Maybe not
1: like on the street or something, because that might scare me a little bit. No, but that'd be But if you could email us or comment on something and tell us what you think of this, if you are a stranger <laughs> listening... I'd really appreciate it, actually. It'd be quite nice. That and be- also, Merry
0: Christmas. Oh, my God. Merry Christmas, everyone. And, yeah. and I hope you have a great time. And we've got the uh, Britain Decides Eurovision coming up. Eurovision's here. It's the new year. It's very exciting, very warming. Um, so thanks for listening, guys. Merry Christmas. And as we say at the end of every podcast, <laughs> Jeez. give me a hug and
1: I'll... Show you my Eurovision (laughs) Thanks for listening (laughs) Bye